Hey everybody, it's your GM Griff here, and we're back with another episode of the HLP. Just want to remind everybody again that Steve and myself are going to be at PaizoCon this year. That runs from May 26th through the 30th, uh, give or take a day, and we'll be in Seattle. And just because we're going to be at PaizoCon doesn't mean that we're not going to hang out outside of PaizoCon. So anybody that's in the Seattle area that weekend that wants to hang out, we're going to be doing a meetup. The date of that is still up in the air, as is the location. But when we have those details, we will share them with you. But Steve and I are real excited to be heading out to the West Coast, baby. Beyond that, I just want to introduce you to episode 193, Drug Ghouls. and things that go boom then buckle up listener because this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody and welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast episode 193 Haley, you got the Patreon drink and you got it in your chalice. What's what's in there? Trash. Trash. Yeah. What's the actual name of the drink? The uh, name of the drink is the last word. So it's got gin, green chartreuse liquor, which, by the way, is like sixty bucks a bottle. It's just that did not happen. Maraschino liquor, which we had, and lime juice. We're at the point where we're not even going to lie anymore. I'm not going to lie about that. Nope. It's $60 a bottle not and happening. incredibly hard to find. Don't count on it. Yeah. Is this uh, suggested by? Newt. Like during his 20s, I believe, again. Yep. This is still part of the 1920s suggestions. Mm-hmm. Dude, I hate... Like, Can we, they like, do clear this to me out? every fucking time. Do what to you? They always give me gin. Like, I feel like that happens so often. You got three liquors that you can actually drink, so... It's you got a one in three shot. You're getting gin. I know. And it feels like more often they choose gin <laughs> because they know I hate it. It's weird. Like every time my name comes up, I always get trash. You asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> there are no gin drinks on the uh, special drink list. The yeah, correl- it sucks because I like gin. The correlation there. Uh, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't get it. How is it? Not good. Okay. Thanks, Newt. <laughs> Tastes like medicine. Mm, speaking oh. of someone who tastes like mm-hmm. medicine, hey Brooks, we should oh, drink hey Griff, I've got something here that was uh, made on honor. Uh, believe it or not, made on honor. Yes. What does that even mean? I don't know. Take your best guess. Like made with honor. Yeah. No. That this means is, something completely different than made on honor. It's it's made on honor. I don't know who that is. Uh, what that is. Uh, how how do you want to take that? But yeah, it is. Oh, man. And made of honor is different, too. <laughs> want to try, Steve? Since you love gin. Do you just want me to have it? Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously. Oh, uh, this will be the only time you get to drink from the chalice. I mean, that's the only reason I saw <laughs> this. Yeah. Got a big old chalice here. Looking like a winner. Not really feeling like one, but you know. All right. Well, while, I've, while you're doing that, I've got a, man, Nera Gansett uh, presenting uh, Deb's Black Cherry Shandy. I didn't know Narragansett made more than just like the. Let me try it. Fucking Newt, man. 
You know, it's a it's a tasty little morsel, but it, kind of missing out on the cherry. I wish it was a little bit more medicine-y. Yeah. Yeah. Our, yeah. our dogs would agree with you. Yeah. I tried a little bit of the uh, uh, it's, whack. it's not good. I it like smells, you, dude, it but smells I don't like this drink. So I'll finish it, though. You I don't guys care. might be thinking, hey, that you know why it tastes medicine-y? It's probably because you're missing that one liquor that was supposed to be in there. Except that liquor was made with 130 herbs, so it's only more medicine-y. Yeah, I feel like that would make it taste like a bush. Truly? Careful what you wish for. You're a gross man, Brooks. <laughs> man, tell you what. I bet you just hate my guts. I do. I know. No, nobody listening is going to understand how hard I'm being baited right now, but I'm being baited. Ooh. I know when I'm being baited. <laughs> well, I think- Off air shenanigans got me baited. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were the master of baiting, but looks like it's Brooks. Got it on, he's got it on lock. What can I say? Yeah, I guess. Lock, stock, and barrel. Steve, what are you drinking? Haley's drink now. <laughs> yeah, but I do have three truly punches in front of me, so I'm going fruit punch. Then I think the next one's tropical. Then the next one's berry. Nice. Emily, anything good? Yes. I'm drinking another Urban Artifact Kaleidoscope. It is so delicious. Perfect as we're getting into warmer weather. I'll speak to someone else that's perfect. Hey, it's me, Griff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking a Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Orange Soda. uh, 5% alcohol by volume, zero sugar, and 100 calories. Can you believe it? Tastes just like soda. Why are you being Mm. an advertisement? I don't know. I'm trying to make some kind of money out of this show, Haley. Okay? We're not sponsored by them. Sue me. Mm. Yeah, I I took one on the side. Are you selling those Bud Light NFTs? I, several pictures of me, I guess, might be Bud Light NFTs. I don't know. I might have sold out to Bud Light. I mean, <laughs> at least you didn't choose, I don't know, whenever these 1920 drinks. Snap into a Bud Light next, Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> the next generation of drinking. And, when you're, what, and I, when you're not drinking, you could own a picture of your drink. <laughs> and when I'm really looking for a good time, I'm going to reach for that platinum. Hmm. I, I too took one. Took it, took, oh. Yeah, we, we went yeah. into the meeting together. We, yeah. we figured the rest of you would be against it, so it's okay. You, yeah, some of us have integrity. <laughs> <laughs> Steve says as he covets the chalice, he didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way the chalice is making it over to that side of the table. It's true. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see. You guys keep keep talking it up. One of these days, it'll... It'll be over here, and it'll stay over here. Maybe. It'll be over here, and I'm going to take super glue glue it to the table <laughs> on this side. And I'll just use a straw when I need to drink from it. All right. Well, when last we left our heroes, and we don't have to roll off because uh, next week we all drink. Yay. But when last we left our heroes, they had done a rather thorough investigation of the Nobleman's Stitch, Ed Turner's tailor shop. And in doing so, had a close call with the dominated guards there. As they tried to venture further, it appeared to be a basement situation. And there were actually some vampires hanging out in the basement. But that triggered some kind of alarm. And the 
guard came, uh, you all managed to get yourselves out of that position with the dominated guard. Wasn't exactly that difficult. And you left the nobleman's stitch, headed down to the vampire underground after dark and spoke with Evelyn, who gave you a little bit of information about being a full vampire without a master, but didn't really know what it felt like to have her master die because she killed the vampire that turned her before she was came back as a vampire. So she was always a full vampire. You, I think, I believe wanted to head to Ed Turner's underground shop and that, that's where we find you now. So is that's that where you're heading? Yes. Yep. Is, is there anyone home? Uh, there is a sign that's flipped to closed. If you peer in, it doesn't appear that anyone's there. Can we see if uh, the door may be alarmed? Uh, you can make a perception Ma- check. Matumbe and Winley. All right, Matumbe has a uh, 37. Matumbe, the door doesn't appear to be trapped, but it does appear to be locked. Okay. Stand close around me. That was actually a, a dirty 40 for traps. Sure, that's fine. Um, I'm going to try and pick the lock now. Why don't we use the hand of keys or the key hand? Uh, yeah. Uh, that might be easier. Hey, I, I can just go ahead and unlock it there. Uh, silly of me. Yeah, I'm going to pull out my um my hand then, my severed hand that is, and uh, strike one of the keys, which will emit a, a magical vibration that causes locks, lids, Ooh. doors, valves, and portals to open. Now, does that have any limitations? Does that have, like, a DC of lock that it can't open, or does it just say? Uh, uh so this is the the rest of it, I guess. It's got to be pointed at the item. The wielder can make a caster level check against the lock or binding using the chimes caster level of 11. The DC of the, this check is equivalent to the disabled device DC to open the lock or binding. Each sounding only opens one form of locking, so if a chest is locked, padlocked, or arcane locked, it takes four if, if it has all of those things, it's like one mm-hmm. time every time. Yep. So we, it, we did have a ring of keys, though. We should probably try those first before we do this. Didn't we? I thought we... We stole them from the gardener. Oh, we had okay. keys from the gardener, no, so that, that's not that'll good. do nothing here. So I would make a caster level check against the DC, a disabled device DC, which is that better than Matumbe's or not, I guess. My disabled device is a 22. Right, yours is going to be better. Yeah, because okay. yours would just be 11. Mm-hmm. Here I go. This one's nice because it gets rid of hold portal arcane locks, magical locks. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is going to be a 35. Yep, that opens the door with a click. Yeah, you might want to save that for like the magical style locks. Yeah, that's really what I got it for. I, no, I don't know. I, I don't have the item in front of me. If it just opens non-magical locks, then that's... Like, maybe that DC is for when you're actually dealing with a magical lock or something. I don't know. I can look it up more later. I, I My intention of it was for magical locks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walking into the room, it is similar to how it appeared before, although any papers that were out have been tidied up and stored somewhere in the, in the store. You see Ed Turner's desk, and there are, you know, several displays with different clothing more like old-fashioned clothing down here. I think we just start searching. Perception checks around. Yep. Detect the magic. Let's do it. 
39 perception. 26. Only a 25. 50. Yep. Jeez. Uh, detecting magic and using perception. Those of you with detect magic would see that there's magic coming from inside the desk. The desk itself seems to be magic. You don't really find anything in the room with that perception. All right, we narrow in on that desk then. Okay. Matumbe, make me a perception check. Sure. 37. The desk is locked and trapped. Okay. Well. I assume your ability allows you to deal with magical traps? Yes. Okay. Stand back, everybody. There's a trap on this here desk, and I am going to need to open it. In fact, perhaps you should all step outside. We are in quite close proximity. Okay. I think you could use a little help, and Freya is going to give you touch of good. So you get a plus five to a skill check. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So if you all step outside, Matume is going to attempt his disabled device. Not good. Real not good. I'm going to throw an inspiration on there. There we go. Max off the inspiration, 36. Is that with the plus five? With the plus five. Okay. Uh, you succeed it by one. Thank you, Emily. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dice Gods, for that D6. I got a all said and done, that was a natural three. Yeah. You recognize this as a chain lightning trap. Told you to leave. You think this would have been an empowered chain lightning. Oh, that's nasty. That's real nasty. So 13 D6 plus 50% on the damage for being empowered. Seems like a very powerful trap, very expensive trap. He does not want us in, or doesn't want anybody in this desk. Mm-hmm. Everybody get back inside, please. I believe the danger has passed. What's in this desk, Griffin? In the desk, you find the documents that you had previously perused. You also find several quills, some pots of ink, and that's about it. Oh, and you find the residual gold in this, um, like from the sales of this, about 9,000 gold. I don't think we should rob them. No, that's not what we're here for. Very tempting, though. Although if the trap is disarmed, he's definitely going to know someone was in here. It might make sense to take his gold and make it look like just somebody broke in and stole his money. (laughs) Sure. Let's trash the place a little bit. Push over a mannequin. What I would allow you to do is take an unsupervised longer look at these documents. Uh, So you can make me a linguistics check. I can do that with a free d6, so I will do that. Mm, Real bad. Uh, 17. You look at these and you don't see anything different from, from what you saw before. Does anyone else have linguistics? I'll check, but I really doubt Rune does. She doesn't. Freya does not. That's something Eclipse has. Any chance, Quinley? No way. Nope. Um, yeah, this has been fruitless. Oh, we got nine grand. Yeah, besides mm-hmm. the nine grand. Hmm. Um. Hey, you're just stealing from the guy now. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Does anybody These... think that's a bad idea? Because I could be talked out of that. But if he knows that someone is he- or has been here, it might make sense to cover our tracks and throw him off suspicion. Yeah, and while we're at it, we should probably look like it someone like broke in. And now, th- it, here's the thing: is he's gonna have to suspect another one of the vampires because we are downstairs in the vampire den. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a much less trafficked area. 
I, I really don't know if it's going to make too much of a difference whether his gold is gone or not. Is linguistics like a knowledge where you can't try it again if you fail? Or could we take the documents and review them later or give them to somebody else to review? Ooh, okay. I have an idea, guys. So I can, I still have a level one spell I can prepare. I could prepare authenticating gaze, which allows you to be analytical and discerning for written words. You gain an insight bonus on appraise checks to determine the value of books and scrolls and on linguistics checks to detect forgeries. You can attempt a linguistics check to detect forged documents at a glance rather than taking like a full examination. At the bottom of the linguistics scale, it also does say try again. Yes. Okay. I was going to say that another... So we are already in the vampire underground. The... I'll say this is about 100 pages, so... Oh, wow. That's um, way more than I thought. Yeah, so 100 rounds would... I mean, that's not super long still in, in real time. 10 rounds is um, is a minute, so it takes you 10 minutes to review this again. If sure. you want to review it again. The prisoner, the va- like vampire prisoner that works for the other nobles is also down here. Would they have a better idea of the documents or i guess be able to i don't know decipher them any better than we did you could certainly go ask they are an intelligent you know you know they're an alchemist Hmm. and a wizard so they're intelligent whether or not they have linguistics you, you wouldn't know emily what was the deal with that spell sorry i was looking at the linguistic stuff is the target of the spell personal or somebody or can be somebody else oh shoot it is personal okay um i also have Oh, no, that's personal too. So it, I think it would, like, it could be a bonus, but I don't have linguistics, but it just gives you a bonus to linguistics. But you would need to prepare that too. Yeah, it would take time, 15 minutes to prepare. So Matumbe could just review the documents again within that time. Yeah, we could, I think we can take the time. What, we just keep a watch for 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Keep it's a not watch. a highly trafficked area, it seemed. It like, was kind of out of the way. Yeah, I agree with that. If you all take a look or a watch. I'll review the documents, Emily, while you're preparing your spell, if you want to. Yeah, so uh, I guess for just to be clear, so you gain an insight bonus equal to your caster level on linguistics checks to detect forgeries. So if Freya is does not have linguistics, can I just... You can, would, you would, I would be, be able to, to roll it? Okay. Yeah, I would say linguistics is a trained-only skill, but I would say that spell, in essence, giving you your caster level to ranks in linguistics makes you trained. Okay. I don't know if that's the correct interpretation, but that seems completely fair. It does, it's kind of like, it's like, you're like, going to have, you're gonna have like a plus 11 at linguistics. You should be able to make the check. Right. I feel like it's almost kind of like one of those like swim spells that we were like the ring of swimming that we have. Yeah. Before. Where it's like, even yeah. if you don't have any ranks in swim, it, it gives you enough to be able to have a swim speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you inherently learn how to swim, I guess. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Do you want to make a check while she's preparing? I'm going to do that. And actually, this might seem like a little bit of a waste, but I think this is very, very important. Matumbe is going to cast heroism on himself. Give him a little bump. Yeah, good. Yeah, and you'll have that for a little bit. So, you know, you're probably going to need to be chatting with um, with the spawn and stuff. That was your plan next. So might be good to have anyway if you're going to. You're the main diplomacy guy. Herbera is going to keep watch. It's certainly better. 29. 29 is enough. Woo! Um, 
this entire document is a very intricate forgery. Oh. You are able to take it and compare it to other papers in Turner's desk. And although he has hidden his handwriting, you notice certain similarities. This has been forged by Ed Turner. Oh. So these documents detailing nobles that are taking out um, hits on mm-hmm. on vampires, completely fabricated. Con- yeah, contracts. Yeah, these contracts are all false. Oh my gosh. The signatures on them, false. And now this kind of makes sense with what you were thinking before. Uh, the nobles referenced in here are currently not in town, so you couldn't take one of these contracts to them and be like, hey, did you do this? Yeah. Hey, is this your signature? Okay. It appears Turner is the wolf in sheep's clothing. That almost makes sense because he is the tailor. So he would be able to do that, you know? Yes, indeed. Insightful as always. Talk about fur on fur. (laughs) I really don't understand the motive, though. Neither do I. Seems a little self-defeating. Perhaps... We will find out when we confront him eventually. Does this change our plan to talk to the spawn right now? I don't think so. Only because this, like, that's not normal spawn behavior anyway. So maybe we can glean something from talking to them. I will take these documents as well as some other documents of Turner's for comparison when we need to show Savage. That makes sense that uh, we have them and talk to the spawn, but we might not want to reveal that we know that they are forgeries just yet. Oh, yeah, I I would imagine we just don't talk about that yet. There'll be good evidence for later on when we have to prove something. Precisely. Yeah, Matumbe, after reviewing these, you think it would be very easy to pass these off at a quick glance, Mm -hmm. which is what you were afforded and what Luvrik was probably afforded. You know, it's like you read through one and was like, hey, here's a whole stack of these that I have. And so you think that combined with how good the forgery is made it very difficult for even an ancient vampire to be able to tell that these were false. Sure. All right. To the spawn, I guess, then. Yes, so you remember that the spawn were across a kind of underground aquifer running running water uh, that, that bisects the vampire underground. Make me a religion check, Matimbe. Actually, Freya could too. Anyone with religion. Sweet. Uh, Freya's gonna try to aid Matumbe. I think that's my best bet. Uh, no aids for this. This is oh. something you would be coming to a realization about. Oh, okay. Uh, well, in that case, only an eight. Okay. Mm, okay. 42. <laughs> Uh, Matumbe, this is odd to you. You were told that the vampires and vampire spawn are on the other side of this aquifer. This is a natural form of running water. Vampires are very hesitant to cross natural forms of running water. It's a part of a vampire's nature. They shy away from running water, and running water can actually be used to destroy a vampire. So that makes you think immediately that there's either a way to get down here from the other side, or... They're acting so out of their nature that they're willingly crossing this boundary. And actually, that's something like if you had brought it to the the full vampires on this side, they would have, like Evelyn told you where they where they are. 
if you had asked, like, why hasn't anybody gone and investigated them? That's why they're across this this natural kind of running water and the vampires are hesitant to cross it without like a huge, you know, great need. They don't really see the benefit in, in, you know, going against their nature to go check this out. Hmm. Ooh, does this mean Tombisk? So it's funny that you bring that up. He's not, but (laughs) I would still, I would still say that like, if there's a bridge or something that we need to cross, I assume at some point there will have to be. He kind of looks shaky on his feet almost as he starts to go over there. There actually isn't a bridge. I think this realization actually comes to Matumbe as you approach the water. And he feels like a a slight unease. And then he starts to think about like the, you know, the vampires down here. I'm like, oh, that's weird that there's a natural occurring stream. It it does appear shallow enough to to just ford on. Oh, sure. It's maybe like three feet deep. Yeah. So he gets a little like sweat around the temples and stuff. And he steals himself. Come on, let's cross. And he starts making his way over. Kind of looks like somebody trying to like hold in vomit a little bit. You know, you can you can see that in someone's face. They're like, oh, they're really trying hard not to be sick. Afraid of heights? No, afraid of water. Oh, yeah. And, and a few other things, actually, that we haven't got to yet. <laughs> As you cross this stream and enter the cavern in front of you, a rank odor permeates the large chamber you enter into. To the northeast stand the bricked-up walls of some nameless building's sub-basement, while a natural cavern stretches to the south. And in here you see several vampires spawn, just in various states of, uh, like, lying down, sitting down, like, leaning up against the wall. Make me a perception check. I rolled bad. 29. I rolled even worse. 22. 51. Um, 31. And then Quinley is uh, actually pretty good as well. He's got a 29. Uh, Matumbe, you're actually the only one that catches this. Oh, boy. As you walk into the room, you see to your right two full vampires. And you can tell they're full vampires uh, kind of by their dress and demeanor. And they don't look like they're I don't know, in this weird stupor like the rest of the vampires in here. And you see two of the spawn up kind of talking to them. And you're the only one that beat their sleight of hand. You see them slip, uh, these two vampires slip these vials of red liquid to the spawn. And the spawn just kind of like shakily hand them a few coins and look like they're about to just kind of mosey over to the back corners of this room. Oh, he's calling it's, out on this. Is this a blood bank? I mean, I, my uh, only Matumbe would know this, but or maybe I don't know. You there, you two in the back. He's pointing at the the vampires. What did you just hand those young individuals? They snap over to uh, looking at Matumbe and hiss out, intruders. They will destroy our supply. Kill them. And I need everybody to roll for initiative. Kind of wish it is so obvious, man. Yeah. Looking like Frey over there. Hey now. Hey now. Because we've been trying to figure out where all this bloods of, like, why or like, I guess 
the supply of all of these blood vi- or like vials of vampire blood or I guess also why we're but why would vampires to to- want to drink vampire blood I guess we'll find we out we don't know that yeah. but yeah before we get into combat I'm actually gonna let Matumbe because he was the only one that saw this roll me a craft alchemy check if you don't have it you can roll it untrained I got it let me check to see if that's one that is part of my free inspiration. Otherwise, I'm going to throw an inspiration on there. It does not appear to. So I will be, you know, I got them skills. 25. Meets beats. Oh, my God. Uh, you, you look at these vials and you're just so sharp. You're able to see like the vial in full view as it gets passed from pocket to pocket. This looks off in color and flows a little bit more freely than blood would. Looks like this. Okay. Okay. Oh. Ooh. And you can tell it's some kind of alchemical elixir. It's not just blood. Now, without being able to study it, you have no idea what's in it. But you do know that, like, they're not handing out blood here. When you look around the room and you see the the way these spawn are kind of like, they look strung out to you. Mm -hmm. This seems like it's a drug. Yeah, that's what uh, I was gonna say. This looks like a drug done. Like I thought. Oh yeah. Uh, I thought if anything, they were giving them drugged blood. All right, let's get some initiative, Freya. Twenty-six. Nice. Mm-hmm. Quinley. Nineteen. Rune. I could not get lower um, at all, which is an eleven. Like. Right. Bear. Also a nineteen. Uh, what's your modifier and what's Quinley's modifier? Nine. I assume Air Bear's going first. Yeah. I, I Not by much. Initiative uh, plus eight, but thank God because Matumbe has a 21. So they might have been stacked right on top of each other, okay. and I don't want Matumbe's that. Matumbe's at a 21. Matumbe, yeah. what's your modifier? Seven. The vampires at the end of this hall hiss to attack, and Freya, you're quick on the draw. You're the first to act. All right. So there are a lot of vampire and vampire spawn kind of all clumped up in one area. Uh, let me see if I can get... A good, uh, good burst. Ooh, I need a 20-foot radius. Why does one of these have a, a, it's stacked on top? Just to make it a different color token. Oh, okay. Because I only had seven colors and eight. Ooh, Freya could get, I feel like with a 20-foot burst, Freya could get the entire back quadrant um, in a holy smite. Ooh, boy. Okay. Get it. I, I mean, they're all clumped up right now. And now, question: Does that require visual? Because if it does, you're gonna have to move into the room. Ah, uh, that's true. Um, so I think she can see into. If you where, wanted to like, put it right see. next to that black token, you could. That's about as far into the room as you can see from where you are. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. the The wall does kind of cut away. You can certainly see. Yeah, you could put it like right in the middle of them. You'd be able to cast that from where you are. All right. You can see more than half of those squares. Uh, and she can't really reach. There's kind of two clumps of vampire spawns. So she can reach the uh, most concentrated vampire and vampire spawn, but she can't reach the whole entire room with this. But she does call down Holy Smite to try to get as many of them as she can. So there is a will save for this. Okay, for the spawn, uh, again, this isn't channeled energy, so I should be just rolling this. 
Uh, it looks like you can target one, two, three, four, five of the spawn. So the first three in a row that you see there, uh, the ones that are closest to the vampires, get a uh, 22, a 20, and a 18. The 18 fails. Okay, so that's going to be the purple one on the map. And I'll just do the other two spawn here. Uh, they are both going to fail if the 18 failed. Mm-hmm. So the yellow spawn and the black spawn. And then the two vampires are going to roll as well. Um, I'm assuming all these creatures are evil? Yes. Okay. They are Perfect. Uh, all undead. Uh, I get a 24 and a 28. For all the right, two so those vampires. will both succeed. So the ones that failed, they are blinded for a round, and they're going to take full damage. The ones that succeeded uh, reduces the damage by half and negates the blinding effect. Ooh, pretty good damage. So full damage is 31, and then half will be 15 for each of them. And how long was the blind? Just one round. One round of blind, okay. Uh, This doesn't destroy any of the spawn. They actually look stronger than any vampire spawn you've seen, and it looks like this drug is doing something to them. Next in the order is the vampires. The vampire furthest from the party goes invisible, and you don't see where it goes. The other one moves to be just past the um, the one spawn up against the wall, the black token spawn. And I need all of you to make a reflex save. Is this anything that would cause fatigue, shaken, sickened, or staggered? No, it is not. Okay, thank you. Is this a spell or spell-like ability? It is a spell. Perfect. Mm. Quinley got a 21. Matumbe got a 30. Freya got a 16. 22. 31. Okay. Everyone but Quinley and Freya succeeds. Meets beats on the 22. Darn it. Um, And so this fireball goes off. So I plan for outdoor in the park combat. So those of you that failed take 31 points of damage. Oh, Lord. Those of you that succeeded take 15 points of fire damage. If you have evasion and you succeeded, obviously you take none of that. Um, Quinley's got evasion. Yeah, but he, but he, failed. he failed, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, that is the vampire's turn. And you're again, you're not really sure where this other vampire might have gone. Matumbe, you're up next. I think you will have found that action to be foolish. As he walks up 20 feet to this vampire that cast the fireball. Swift action. Channel smite. Try to hit him with the book. Okay. 27. 27 is a meets beats, my friend. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, this is going to be a pretty decent hit from him then. You see, it was about to look bad with the the kind of shimmering magical. You think it's like mage armor on these guys. Got it. But um, we just managed to hit it. 34 points of regular damage. Then I'm going to need a save against the channel positive energy. Okay. Which I will tell you in a second. Oh my god! Uh, this, it's it's definitely a save. Okay. This guy's got a plus four against channels it's in the high thirties. Oh yeah. Uh, you you were looking for a four. I, I know it's really low. That's why. <laughs> All right. And then I need a save to not be destroyed, right? Yes. Same number. It's destroyed. 
What? Whoa. Natural what? one. Oh Wait, like immediately it just gets destroyed? Immediately it, it turns to ash. No. Matumbe. Holy it's cow. Not fucking around. Guys, I needed an organ from it. Also, I just want to just say that like I rolled just, I'm kind of disappointed that in a way that he got destroyed because the damage I was rolling was out of control. The max on the eight really high on the 2d6 and then i started rolling my 5d6 six six five i had 2d6s to roll Whew. it was going to be very good but goodbye there's still one other vampire that's invisible potentially if it didn't leave if i had one of its organs i could lead it to the undead's creature's most recent controller or the cause of the creature's on death sorry Haley. the book don't know that <laughs> Book's just blowing up vampires. <laughs> Plus, you think these guys are likely newly freed vampires? No, I know that. Oh, so it wouldn't lead you to anything because yeah, what? Master is dead. Those two? It would either be most recent controller or the cause of the undeath. So I was thinking the more of the one of the. I didn't know if they were being. Controlled. Oh, like the spawn. I didn't know if they were the being controlled or if this was like them willing. So that's all. Oh. They own drugs. I didn't think the main vampires were. They deal in drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, great turn, Matumbe. Air Bear, here up. God, I love this book. All right. Uh, it's like the only reason to play Matumbe anymore. Uh, yeah, not wrong. <laughs> Skill checks. Yeah. 51 perception today. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if the rest of these guys are uh, still going to attack us, Air Bear will ready up to do the same. And so he is going to... Can, can one of us sense motive yet? Because they the spawn haven't acted. I don't know if they're actually going to attack us. They they very well may. You could certainly make a sense motive make if you wanted to. Sure. sure. I don't want to slaughter these guys if they're just like too coked out to attack us, you know? Especially now, hopefully demoralized. And uh, um, I, I took a decent sized chunk out of some of those guys. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, some of them are also blind. This... Uh, sense motive isn't going to tell me much. 11. Yeah, 11. Uh, 30. Really not sure. Um, Matumbe, you would think that uh, these guys are definitely high on drugs, and you think they're probably going to defend these these drug dealers to the death. It, okay. it seems like a very addictive substance, whatever they're, they've taken. Got it. I, so, I, I just wanted to be sure it, was, it, was, it wasn't like just someone who's just like stoned sitting in a corner you know the the, the motive you get is like the second that guy yelled mm-hmm. they all went to like get up okay so. cool are they uppers or downers well they were Pretty down much, yeah. but now they're up <laughs> <laughs> all right so air bear is going to charge at the closest vampire red vampire and uh, and then attack okay these guys have not been uh, engaged in combat yet, or they haven't been channel smited or uh, holy smited, so <laughs> they at full. Ooh, 23. 23, and that's including your charge bonus, correct? Correct. Is definitely going to hit, especially because your target is sitting on the ground, which is considered prone. Nice. 21 damage. 21 damage, good damage. Quinley. Quinley, seeing Matumbe charge into the middle of the room, heroically destroying a vampire in one hit, 
and Air Bear splitting off is a little far away from anybody right now. He's going to delay for the moment to see if these spawn react, and when they do, he's assuming that they're going to converge on his friends, and he'll be able to set up a flank and get a sneak attack. Okay. So he delays till after the spawn go. It is the spawn's turn. This red one tries to get up, which would provoke... 25? 25 does hit. Oh, hell yeah. Starts his turn prone. All of the other vampires are going to get up as one action, but go ahead and do your um, do your attack. 18. 18 damage. Uh, badly hurt. The vampire spawn behind you, or behind it, is going to uh, make you make a will save. I'm going to use some resolve. Okay. 26. Yeah, you shake off the vampire's influence. You have two vampires in front of you. The red one just got up. Uh, the one behind it is going to attempt to aid it in attacking you. Okay. So it's going to roll an aid with its attack, and with a 10 or better, which it certainly gets, It uh, it's going to give a bonus to its buddy who is then going to try and attack you. And this is the red, the red guy? Is the red guy, him? yeah. All right. Okay, that is a 27 to hit. That does. Okay, now this isn't going to hurt too bad. You take eight points of damage as it slams into you, but now you have a negative level. Ooh. The three blind ones just get up, and that's all they can do. The other two get up, and they both force Matumbe to make a will save. Okay. So the two green ones, or the... Yes. Mm-hmm. The ones that were just talking to the drug dealers. Okay. Those are the only ones that aren't blind right now. Okay. Ha ha ha. Okay. My lower will save is a 26. Okay. You're okay. Sweet. Quinley's turn. I think they've all gone. Yes, they have all gone. Quinley uh, has delayed till now. Yes. And so what he's going to do is spring attack. He moves up 15 feet to get by the green one. He tries to stab with the rapier. Sure. 19. Uh, meets beats. Wow. Okay. Max damage, nine. And then he pops back. That is a silver rapier. Yep. That's uh, that's the kind that you need. All right. Rune, you're up. Okay. Uh, Rune is got a pretty good line of sight there to the black one. Okay. Yep. Um, and one's blind as well. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and swift action to animal focus. Uh-huh. Let me turn that on. Uh, and then I'm going to shoot four arrows at it. And I really need to kill it because then I can do something very cool next time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, you want to go like arrow by arrow? Yeah, I can. Uh, the first one, though, is my double thing. Yes, and it has to be. I'm just saying you can change targets if you do kill it. Okay. Will do. And because it's blind, it's going to be pretty hard to miss. Yeah. Um, that's like a 31. <laughs> You're good. Okay. Uh, so then those two will go. All right. So for the like regular arrow, just magical arrow damage, that's going to be 28. And then there's yes, you, three uh, points of fire. You absolutely annihilate it with the 30 damage it had already, 31 damage it had already taken from Freya. It turns to gaseous form and uh, begins like floating away. Okay, then I'll try and hit the green one closest to Matumbe. Notably, Matumbe, the one that you killed, mm-hmm. d- 
did not turn to gas because you destroyed it entirely. Oh, right. yeah. What, when Rune killed this this one with the black base, did it drop the vial? Like, that would be really helpful evidence if it did. When they turn to gas, they retain all, they retain all their shit. So oh, you'd have to follow nuts. it back uh, to wherever his coffin is. But those, which is something you could certainly do because they only move 10 feet per round. So Sorry. those ones, though, weren't the most recent ones with the vial. It was the two green ones. That's true. So, but I mean, I'm going to target one of the green ones now with my higher base attack bonus, and then I'll go back to the yellow and purple ones with my lower attacks. Okay. That is a natural one. So then I'm going to attack the yellow one. Okay. And that was a total of 13. Oh, 13 actually misses a blinded yeah. uh, one. I'm not By surprised. one. That was a natural two. Uh, yeah. So then I'm now really going to try and attack the yellow one again. Okay. A natural 20. There we go. Oh, well. <laughs> you can, you can roll to confirm. confirm just for crit's sake, but uh, it's definitely dead. 19 to confirm. Yes, uh, it's, it's annihilated. Uh, it also turns to gas, though, because it's not... Yeah, uh, destroyed in the way that utterly hey, destroys a vampire. Can you leave those two corpses upside down? I need the location. Uh, you know what? Because that was a critical, your arrows are made of wood. This one pierces the body through the chest. You know that a stake in the heart of a vampire renders its body immobile. So it is staked against the wall, not gas, but inert. Like uh, if you were to unstake it, mm-hmm it would turn to gas and go back to its... Uh, that That's kind of how those bodies yeah, yeah, were yeah. were uh, left at the murder scene and killed in the sun. Oh, hell It's because you yeah. can stake it mm-hmm. in place. Because I was a natural 20, I'm going to give that to you. It's against the wall. Thank Yay. you. We got a body. This map is getting confusing, but I need... I want to mark that. Okay. We'll lock down. I just have to know where the dead bo- The things that I killed were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's... I mean, I shot the entire time. I'm, I'm done. Okay, great turn, Freya. You're up. You've incapacitated a good chunk of the board. There was a chunk of the board that Freya did not affect. And that's where her target is this time. She saw Air Bear take a nasty looking hit. So this time she casts Burst of Radiance back in the corner to hit the three spawn and so I need a reflex save from all of those as a bright flash of light shimmers in the air you're gonna step forward maybe you would have to to see the red one ah so I have step up a you want to go that far I have a 20 for the blue one I have a 14 for the orange one and I have a 10 for the red one All right, so the 14 and the 10 fail, so they are going to be blinded for, oh shoot, only one round each. Um, And the other, the one that saved is gonna be dazzled for four rounds. And then they are all gonna take damage since they are all evil and they'll take full damage whether or not they succeeded. Mm -hmm. Nine points of damage each. You kill the red one exactly, it turns to dust. Or not dust, but uh, gas. Oh, shoot, sorry. Um, Did I say eight damage? You said nine. Nine? Okay. Uh, it should be two more than that, so it would be 11 points of damage. Okay. Sorry. Still kill that one. Um, however, the other ones take 11. I'm taking Yay. 
Uh, notably, you see the the gas like starts to move towards the hallway you're in. It looks like it has to like cross the the black one too. Like looks like it has to cross the river, so or the stream. So if you wanted to follow it at some point, you can probably track it down. Um, let's see, touch attack coming at Matumbe. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, twenty three. You got it. Okay. You take 17 points of damage as the um, as the blood is kind of drained from your body. Uh, notably, uh, you're touched, but whatever touched you doesn't become visible. Uh, Shoot, we need that purge. I have invisibility purge. Ready to go. Next in the order is Matumbe. Okay. Is he able to ascertain the square that came from? Uh, it did seem to come from the square directly to your right. Okay. Uh, like right next to, like right in front of that vampire spawn uh, that you're 10 feet away from. It felt like that's where you got grabbed. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough hit to pull off, but I think he's going to try and do it. Same thing, swift action for the positive energy channel. Mm-hmm. And he's going to try and swing twice. If I miss on the first one, I'm going to use my second chance feat to reroll that first one. Okay. I'm going to miss on the first one with a five on the die. Yep. That's going to go to a 24. So I'm going to reroll three on the die. Uh. Okay. Missed twice. That's his turn. Yeah. And to me, with these whiffs, you don't even like clang off of something. You're not sure if it's even in the square. Right, yeah, I have no idea. You wouldn't know. You just know where you felt that kind of drain effect come from. Air Bear. This time, Air Bear is going to click his heels together, activating his boots of speed, and take a five-foot step up and full attack at the orange one. Give me these attack at a time. This guy is blind. So yeah. it's going to be really hard for you to miss, and I think you're going to kill him before your full round is over. So you can move to the blue guy when you're done. Oh, 33 to start. <laughs> 33 is definitely definitely a hit on your blind Oh, target. yeah. And it is uh, it is actually a critical threat. So, you want uh, to roll to confirm that? And then roll me the damage on that? I am going to roll to confirm this one. Uh, I'm not going to use my ability on this one. Did you roll a one? I did not. Okay, I'm pretty sure you hit it. Fantastic, because it would have been a 27. Yeah, easily. So there he sees like 14 when they're blind. Just so you know, <laughs> pretty good. Unless you're ruining on your like third iterative roll of two. <laughs> Let's go, Brooks. Rip it up. I appreciate that. Some critical damage. Yeah. I'm writing down the other one, other attack rolls, just so that uh, I'm not cheating. 18? 18 hits. Uh, 18 Oh, 18 damage. damage on the crit? Yep. Gotcha. Uh, eh, what am I doing? Uh, it wasn't 18. It was 39. 39 destroys <laughs> the, yeah, uh, your opponent. So, as I said, now you can roll the rest of your attacks against the, the blue one, who is not blind, a little harder to hit. But, um, yeah, I figured you might tear that guy up. Yeah. 23. 23 does hit. Uh... uh 29. 29 hits. And a 21. 21 hits. Fantastic. 20 damage to start. Okay. Still up. 21. Now it is destroyed. <laughs> yes. Yay. Nice. Cleaning up that well corner. Well done. 
teamwork yeah, makes even, the dream work. Even with their DR, with the damage that had been done already from Burst of Radiance, they're annihilated. So again, you have a couple clouds of gas in front of you. Um, Quinley's up now. Didn't he delay till after the spawn? Oh, you're absolutely right. I, yeah. I just didn't move him. So it is the spawn's turn. All of the gas clouds move towards you. So you, those of you in the hallway, they, they all move towards the hallway. They don't hurt you at all. They kind of drift around you. The purple spawn is going to force a will save for Matumbe. Boy, you really want him to roll will saves, huh? You can do that blind. It's no longer blind. It was blind. Oh, for one one, yeah, just once. I got a 17 on the die. Okay, you're good. It then is going to move around you, incurring an attack of opportunity. Okay. So it moves behind you. 32. 32 will hit. One more over. Mm, That's definitely not a flank. 23 points of damage. I think I'm counting everything. Uh, That destroys it. Okay. Woo! Get out of here. The two green ones are going to five foot step up and full attack you. And by full attack, I mean single attack because uh, they're not really high level. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My highest is a 24, which I don't think hits. No, sir. Uh, So they both strike out at you. However, they miss you. And it is now Quinley's turn. Quinley is going to move into a flank with Matumbe on the one that he had damaged earlier. He bumps into something. Uh-oh. Oh. So where does he stop there? Like right before he can get the flank? That's actually the square he would bump. Well, I, I assumed he moved through that square. So yeah, he so, would. Yeah, he bumps into something. So if he's going to if he's gonna bump into something, he, he, he was going to attack it. it. To, yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, it's right here. I, I, there's no way I hit this guy. I got a six on the die. That's a no, 21 yeah, total. Gonna do it. Are you spring attacking and like running back? Or? I No, I, I think had I known he was there, that would be a very valid option. Oh, actually, I can't even spring attack because you need to move 10 feet before you attack for a spring attack. And I only oh, move so you, like, five. bump into this so, guy. Yeah. Neither mechanically does it work, nor do I think thematically it works, because like he runs up mm-hmm. and then like has to attack. He wouldn't have been like able to plan that out and pop in and pop out. Absolutely. Okay. Rune. So unfortunately, what I wanted to do isn't as valuable anymore, and we can't see the other guy. So instead, I will be shooting arrows. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead and target that very first green one with my mini shot. That is a 26. 26 hits. Okay. It's going to be six fire damage and then 35 points of regular damage. that destroys the creature. Okay. And then the next green one. No, it's fine. That spell's no longer valid, so you can take the black one too. I had the I I had a spell that would give me the ability to make like eight copies of myself to all attack with the many shot that killed the black one within thirty feet, but that's obviously like not valid. It's pretty if cool. There's though. nothing yeah. left. Right. All right. So my next shot is at the uh, other green one. Sure. Natural twenty. Let's okay. go. Confirm. Okay. That is only a twenty to confirm. Twenty does confirm. All right. So yeah. natural twenty. You're a ranger. You can easily fire through any of your allies. Yeah. 
Okay. 14 points of fire. Oh, I've rolled very low on all these. Um, yeah, but it's an X3. 37. Crit. Yes, so that does destroy the spawn. Yes. Okay. Now just an invisible guy. Uh, yeah, and I don't think I could shoot at an invisible person. I mean, I know the square. You know it's square. You could you could try and... Why not? Yeah. yeah. And that it would be a 21. Nope. It okay. wouldn't even... It just sails through the square. I'm going to go back to my good rolling die. See if I can get something. It's a good choice. Uh, I did. I rolled really well, but I still only got a 22. No, it again sails through the square. I'm going to say, I'm only out of plus six at the end. So, like... Yeah, missed by five or more. It doesn't even, like... It doesn't even, like, twing. Yeah. You know, it just kind of sails right through into the wall behind. You think Quidley's just wrong? <laughs> yeah. It was a long shot. Nothing's hitting here. <laughs> I see what you did there. Freya, you're up now. Freya takes a five-foot step back, uh, kind of into the entryway, and she calls out towards the square that Quinley was attacking at. It's time to show yourself. And she casts Invisibility Purge. So uh, with a radius of 55 feet, negates all forms of invisibility. Sure. That does reveal the other vampire in that square. And then for her move equivalent, Freya plants her feet to activate her boots. All right. It is that vampire's turn. It first moves down the hallway 60 feet. That's pretty far. Mm Mm-hmm. Seems to be moving exceptionally fast. It will take an attack of opportunity from Quinley. Oh, I think I think he's got it. Whoa. 31. 31. Yeah, Ooh. he got it. Okay. He's got to roll high and take her down before she moves. Mm-hmm. Well, he did max damage with nine points. That a boy. <laughs> so, so she drops, right? I can describe my kill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think that doesn't even like cut into her? And the reason being, uh, she stole some of your life essence, Matumbe. Hmm. I see. Uh, however, got uh, got plenty of range on a fireball. So, shaboom! Fireball in this room. Uh, it's going to get everyone but... Oh, well, can it get Rune? If she can... So she's basically casting it on Matumbe because Matumbe is like right down the hall mm-hmm. and becomes the only one of you that she can see. So it's going to be a 20 foot radius around Matumbe, Would not get which I don't think gets Rune, but should get everybody else. Yeah, it just gets mm-hmm. Freya. Darn it. So I need reflex saves. Natty 20. Oh, so you are good. Bad. Matumbe also got a Natty 20. Nice. Also got a natural 20. Let's go. Dang. Quinley rolled a 16 on the die. That's a 29. Yeah, so Quinley doesn't take any damage. Evasion. The rest of you take half. Um, so the rest of you are going to take 15. Half of 30. Fire damage. And uh, she has moved very quickly down the corridor here. It's Batumbe's turn. She's getting away. We cannot allow this. He's going to full on. It's a straight shot. He's going to full on dead sprint to get up in her business. Can you charge? No, no he's I could, but it but I'm I'd be like five or ten feet short of oh, actually yeah. connecting. <laughs> but with a full run action, he can get up to her to be threatening. Yep. You can get up to her. 
and running is would be his full action then. Air bear. Having seen that, having his boots of speed already activated, he is going to follow suit, but he he will also have to use a full run. Yep. Unfortunately. I'm gonna I'm gonna scoot the map. Hey, just make sure you guys are clicking on running because it does take out your dex bonus when you run. Good call. Good point. Cannot be dexterous when you're running. So she's actually up against the wall here. Oh. I'm guessing Air Bear would kind of come up around the, s- the side. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Quinley. Quinley will double move. Yeah. Can he actually threaten her? Let's see. I got to do the math here. Yes, he can. Can he do it without incurring an attack of opportunity? Let me do the math. Because <laughs> I had a little action. With the way the diagonals work, he can just perfectly get into a threatening position with her. We have her backed into a corner, literally Quinley, Air Bear, Matumbe surrounding her. And he didn't have to use a run action. He just like used two moves. Okay. Rune. Rune's going to walk 30 feet into the room and then shoot. Okay. Oh shit! I meant two runs <laughs> on mine. I can. I have eighty. Or like with the boots of speed. You mean like two standard and move actions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So it's not a run. Uh, I did roll a natural nineteen, which is a critical threat. Okay. Oh, pinner. I rolled another nineteen. I assume that's going to hit. That's gonna hit. That's yeah. nuts. That was awesome. Oh my god. <sighs> rolled so bad lately. It's so refreshing. 13 points of fire damage, then... None of which seems to go through. That feels rude. Um, 41 points of uh, magical, but it's just piercing. It's just piercing. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, let's see. Uh, oh. So it does actually chunk into her hit points. Okay. Um, so she seems to, like... Reel back from that. It did appear to hurt her. Okay. That's my turn. I think she may be out of temp hit points. Freya. The whole party is pretty split now um, down the end of this corridor. Freya can move 20 feet right behind Rune, and then she would be able to shoot. Is she going to take a penalty for being behind Rune? She does have precise strike for shooting into combat. Yes, you're fine. Okay. Uh, Then she is going to... Uh, she's going to fire off some silver arrows. Well, one silver arrow, because you had to move. Yes, yeah. Let me make sure I have all my stuff. Yep, there we go. Okay. That is 26. Nope. Ah, it's 27. So close. Okay, well, that's it. Okay. All right. Uh, she turns to gas. Yeah. And seeps into the rubble behind her. Hmm. And you're out of combat. Alright. Wow. So uh, now that you're looking at the end of this hall, you think this is probably how they're getting into this area without crossing over the river. And it's convenient that the river is keeping all of the vampire nobles out of this area. And is it conveniently made of stone just by chance, Freya? It's all rubble. So yeah. 
there's like little tiny gaps that they yeah. can. Yeah. You think with expeditious retreat on top of that, like this this creature is deep into the. That's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. It's more like if Freya usually has stone shape. I don't have it prepared right now, but I could take time to prepare it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, we do need to look at the only body we have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perceptions. Uh, you don't have to make a perception to see that it has a vial of this elixir on it. You could roll me a craft alchemy. I got this. Nobody else was volunteering. I got this. <laughs> Are you concerned at all? Do you want another plus five? Can't hurt. Yeah, you think yeah. this is something Screw you could it. maybe take to the alchemist if if you were if you weren't able to discern what it is. If it's not a terrible tax on you, Emily. We are putting together some pretty vital pieces of this mystery. I don't normally use them all, so go ahead and take a plus five. Sweet. 31. Uh, With a 31, you smell this. It almost smells like wine and blood and, and like scarberries. It seems like a strange elixir. You only know what would happen if a living creature drank this. Okay. What happened? With that roll, you know that a living creature who drinks this elixir gains uh, temporary hit points but takes a minus two penalty on saves against energy drain and negative energy effects including channel negative energy for one hour. You also discern that it, it doesn't seem addictive to living creatures. The only thing you really know about what it would do to on dead creatures or vampires is that it seemed like it was addictive. It seemed like mm-hmm. um, it seemed like the spawn were acting strangely in order to, like normally they wouldn't challenge somebody that just obliterates a full vampire right in front of them. So it seems like they were um, acting out of necessity, maybe. Sure. Um, but in order to get more details about how this would work with someone that is undead, you would either need a higher role as a living creature or you might be able to take it to an undead alchemist, which you God. fortunately mm-hmm. know one. I think I've discerned as much as I can from this vial, but perhaps our friend Archminos can tell us more, being an undead creature himself. If we take a moment to look around this drug den, do we just see kind of the stuff we're expecting in a drug den? It's just nasty. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a place where it looks like multiple vampires have like fallen asleep like you can see like mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. like the spots where like one of them might have laid down um, but it seems weird like you wouldn't think vampire spawn would have a ton of free time to just be loafing around so that's something that's odd to you like these spawn aren't full vampires the ones that you, you've taken out here and this one that is uh, lying here staked aren't full vampires so presumably they have a master somewhere do we want to know who their master is Cause uh, I got a spell for that actually. Well, yeah. I think that would be helpful. I have a sneaking suspicion it might lead us back to Ed Turner. Yes. So I have a spell called Carrion Compass, and um, I would need to get an organ, usually the heart, brain, or eyeball, mm. from an undead creature. Um, it would float in front of us, or well, me, and at chest level, and lead me to the undead creature's most recent controller or the cause of the creature's undeath. So that would be their master if it's a spawn. I think the eyeball 
That'd be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get to that, um, I think Abraham took a negative level. Do we I want did. to resolve that? There's some really rough damage that we took too. We need to heal. Up. Yeah. But so, because I don't know how long that spell lasts. It like, is before. ten minutes per level, so I don't want to do it right now, though, because it just starts moving at thirty mm-hmm. feet around. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so it's basically you're just comfortably walking. Yeah. Can we take the organ first? You can certainly the take the organ for later. Leave the body here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to scoop it out? I mean, Rune will have no problems. This is her spell. <laughs> she will grab it. Uh, the other thing is, like, you know, you're making these checks. You think you could probably catch the the gaseous form vampires before, or vampires spawn before they reach their coffins, too? That's the direction you wanted to go. Oh, cool. All right. So I'll put the eye in my pocket, mm-hmm. and then we uh, can heal and then try and follow the gaseous form as fast as possible. It's a good spot for it. Yeah. All right, so to get rid of the negative level, Freya's going to have to prepare a spell, so that'll take 15 minutes, and she's going to stay planted while she prepares her spell. Are we going to lose, then, the gaseous forms? Yeah, in yeah, 15 minutes, you'll they're lose gone. Them. They're moving 10 feet per round, so they move very slowly, but they're going to they're gonna get yeah. back to wherever they're going. We have one more charge on our wand of restoration. Oh, so- sorry, sorry. We have five charges total for... Our wand of restoration is just spread out over two wands. We could use that. I mean, I, I don't. I just don't want to spend fifteen yeah. minutes if we can follow. The- yeah, you guys. Don't, you guys don't. basically don't have time to heal if you're going to follow the gaseous form. So you need to decide if you're going to do that or if you're going to stay here and heal and use the carrying compass. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I think we should follow and just suck it up. A negative level, you might be able to recover overnight. Mm-hmm. Well, and like Freya could then take the time to prepare restoration to mm-hmm. clear it before it becomes a permanent negative level mm-hmm. later yeah, right. on too. So that's still an option. I agree. I agree too. Okay. Uh, so they move rather slowly. Uh, you're about 50 feet back on the trail of them. <laughs> you you know, if you run back and, um, and head across the stream, they move to this spot right here. You follow them through the vampire underground and uh, it has vents that lead up and the gaseous form start moving up the up the like fifty foot. Oh well, damn. Okay, we're gonna lose them. Rune, how? Where are we uh, in terms of the city? Do you well, have Do you have that ability of? We're uh, we're under the city right now. Well, where? Great work. We're under the city. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, someone's a little turned around. No, I, I, like, I don't know if there's something I can actually make. Like, if I could make an actual geography check to try to understand, but I, I know that we're, like, really far under. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Does anyone have light or anything, I guess? Or? Freya has Airwalk Communal prepared, um, but that wouldn't you help us. You can't go straight if, up with that. Yeah. It's yeah. like a shaft. Uh, okay. And it's a vent, so we need to... Yeah, break it. Yeah, we're, uh, we're not yeah. actually gaseous form. We're just... Walking on air. So. Yeah, you think at this point, your best bet is probably the carrion compass. All right. If you want to, like, find one of these things, masters. Is that what uh, you want to do? But, but what you notably, none of these spawn are in coffins that are in the vampire underground. Yeah. So they're all, like, up somewhere in the city. All right. So from here, I feel like we have two options, which is either to do the carrion compass now after and preferably once we get out from the underground since we already know this is going through the vent and then uh, the other option is to go through with our original plan which is to set the trap in the park 
So I guess we're either looking at we go to them or we try to see if we can have them come to us by setting a trap or we go to them with the compass. Well, and who knows if they're the same people. And I, I say that true. because like the 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 spawn are being controlled um, or they have like a master, but they were also originally the spawn of the, someone else, I guess. And so it's kind of weird. At least we think so, right? So that's kind of weird. So I almost question, is this too different? Yeah, I would say it's it's a different scenario, obviously, if you had uh, gotten the body of one of the drug dealers. Yeah. That probably leads mm-hmm. you right to mm-hmm. what you're looking for. Um, also, yeah, also, you don't know what this drug is. Yeah. But Oh, so um, talking to him as well. I guess yeah. before we leave, we should do that. Yeah. We, yeah. The other uh, drug dealer did leave, so presumably, like... They'd be aware. Yeah. My vote is that while we're here, we talk to Archminos. That's probably going to be a quick conversation. Uh-huh. Hey, what does this shit do? And then I think we do carry and compass. Probably when we get above ground, though, right? Instead of the park thing, which we have to be down here to get. What? I guess that. De- I guess maybe it depends on the timing. Like, is it of an appropriate time to start the park thing? Now is like. It's been night. It, it's night. Okay. Then maybe we do the park thing yeah. then, because that was the plan all along. We are also underground. Do we want to at least let Radavir know? Like, hey, we also found these documents. Like, Ed's documents. Forged documents. You could let him know. You could let Luvrik know as well. Um, it, it's kind of up to you. Who's Radavir? I, I don't know. He's a prisoner. <laughs> okay. Thank oh, that's his oh, first okay. name. His last name's Arkminos? Yes. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay. I, I meant to I say, Luke, I, I meant to say, yeah, I, I meant to say. No, no, no sorry, yeah, Ramoska. Just, we're we're mixing up names. We are Ramoska. Oh right. so many names. Yeah. There's ours. Ramoska okay. Arkminos is the is the guy. My my vote is that we talk to Arkminos now. Then we do the trap thing. Let's talk to Luvrik once we have the mystery solved. Agreed. We, we don't mm-hmm. have all of the facts yet. And let's heal before we set the trap. That yeah. too. Can I think we with no with healing? I don't think so now. No, with not with healing, but like setting the trap or I don't think you know you're getting help from you're getting help from uh Danny Absalom, so that's who that's all set. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's set up. None of the noble nobles are leaving the underground until this is solved, right? So I think that then let's head to our prisoner friend, okay? So you speak with the guards, they allow you in once again. Ah, my friends, um, what brings you back to my chambers? The war on drugs. Oh. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Good God. We have many leads to follow up on in the case. Perhaps we will end up be able to clear your name, though it remains to be seen. Things do look promising, however. We will need your assistance identifying this particular alchemical substance. I think I've narrowed down what it can do to a living creature, but Spawn seemed to take it and act quite strangely. What do you think this does? He hands over the vial. I can take a look, however, without an alchemist lab at my disposal that might be difficult to determine. Although with a dirty 40... He has some information here. So he looks at it. He uh, he does dip a finger in and like put it to his tongue. Mm-hmm. 
and you see his pupils dilate a little. That is uh, quite interesting. Let me see. He says hi. <laughs> it's like the it's like the cop that like puts a little tiny bit of coke on their gums. Mm-hmm. Like they're not getting like high high, but they're seeing if it's legit stuff. Um, yeah, is it good or not? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard of this uh, once or twice. It's called uh, blood brew elixir. It's um, it's a new drug. It's highly addictive to vampires. Once a vampire gets hooked on it, they'd have to drink it every day. However, when they do drink it, they gain more vigor. And any enslaved vampire or vampire spawn that drinks it is freed from its creator's control uh, for an hour after they drink it. They become a free-willed undead creature for that time. Wow. So if they continue to drink it... They can be free of their master's control. Do you know anybody that peddles in such substances today? No, but I do know that a vampire's blood is required to create this elixir. Are you quite sure you know no one? Your freedom may hang in the balance. Anything you can help us with may help your case. Sadly, I do not. Uh, it's... It's a designer drug. Okay. Is it made by a particular designer that we know? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't. He doesn't make it. It's he's like grasping at a name. Like this is something that has been made in the last, like has been created in the past several days that he is able to like discern what it does. I I get it. So like, it's not something that's been on the streets, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. It's not something that's existed ever. Before okay. now. Interesting. Hmm. So there was a lot of work to be done in terms of making this? Whoever made it is the person that discovered it. Hmm. As a master alchemist yourself, what do you think would take to make this? Would it be a full-on laboratory? Could someone whip this up in their kitchen? Hmm. You would need quite the lab. You'd need many, uh, many gallons of vampire blood Mm. uh, to test this on. You would likely need vampires to test it on, vampire bodies. Uh, If this is linked to the murders, that kind of makes sense. Bodies were drained. There's vampire blood out there. And it's helpful to know that it could not be any small operation. They would need space to do this. Maybe equipment. Equipment. Can you think of any motive the creator might have had? They're likely trying to get more than just money from these vampires. If they're freed from their control of the master for an hour, what do you think they could be gaining from this by getting these vampires hooked? That's easy. It's addictive, so it makes the vampires loyal to the supplier. It makes them free-willed. So if the supplier had something against the masters of these vampires, he could turn all of their spawn against them with enough blood blue elixir. Is there anything else you need from me? I don't think so. Your help has been quite valuable, though I will say if we need to come back and ask you more questions, we will. Uh, one last question. Do you know anyone else in the city who you think would have the 
a level of skill to make something like this? The Countess Calafazo's lab. That would have been easy to create something like this there. Okay. That's the only major lab that I've recognized in the city. Um, The esoteric order might have a lab of um, similar design and um, obviously my own lab, um, my own lab, but that is, you know, over a county away. But um, I would certainly at my lab have the capability of reverse engineering this, so I believe I could produce it. Uh, The only thing that I would say is wherever this is, it must have quite a bit of um, storage space. The the amount of bodies and the amount of blood that you would need to uh, pull something like this off is fairly large, especially if they're mass-producing it. I think a vial of this size, you know, may... You have to refine the blood, I'm sure, and so you end up with less of a quantity than you would get from draining a a full vampire. I would think you could only make five or six of these vials, unless you've truly refined the process with a a body. Maybe more now that, um, you know, if this is... as you, as you said, if this is being distributed, uh, they might have cracked the code and, and can, you know, one-to-one this with vampire blood. But in the beginning, I'm sure it took quite a bit of blood just to, just to distill this. Do you know anything about the, uh, the chamber uh, across from the stream, the aquifer down here? That is where we found all of these uh, these hooked vampires. Unfortunately, my friend, I'm not very familiar with this underground. I'm not a vampire of Caliphas. Uh, this is not my home, so no. Although uh, many types of vampire can't cross moving water. I don't have anything else. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I need you guys to finish your drinks. We'll see you next week. All right. All right. Do it. Do it.